The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on a Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Great to have you. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is my home base. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work. And it's an extension of the work that I've done in research around meaning and work in relation to identity. Um, This show is also a complement to the work that I get to do at Insignium, which is a management consulting firm. So I'll get to our program in just a second, but let me take a moment to thank my media partner and sponsor, Jobbing.com. If you don't know them, they are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they're dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their own search so they can find work close to home. Good partnership for me. Thanks, Jobbing.com. For this week's conversation, with me is Sharon Bernstein, an award-winning author and one of America's most respected speakers in motivation, professional development, and leadership image. We'll be talking about what each of us resonate with from her Life Snacks Motivational Messages book, her perspective on leadership from her book, What's Your Leadership Image?, and finally, the importance of communication in leadership. Sharon, it's great to have you with me. Welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, thank you for having me, Elise. It's my delight and pleasure to be with you and your listening audience today. I knew we were going to have great gobs of fun together, so I want to get into and get as much meat into this conversation as possible. So um, the first thing I want to ask you, if I can, is what started your interest in, in with leadership and leadership image in particular? Well, you know, Elise, I have been interested in leadership and leadership image for a long time, and I suppose the roots of my uh, interest go back really as a child when I started organizing and leading things and really didn't even know, Elise, that kids could even be leaders. And, you know, it's interesting. I think today a lot of times kids still don't understand that they have leadership within them, and that's this is when it starts to develop in them. And as I started my career path, first in elementary educator, uh, as an ed, uh, elementary educator in schools, and later on, I became really interested in leadership, effective leadership, people who had titles but were really not effective leaders, and how what were the elements of people who I viewed as great leaders, both historically and people that were in my area of influence or people who were in the news who I thought were really good and not so good leaders? And what were the elements and different traits and started actively studying them for probably about the last 15 or 20 years? Mm-hmm. Amazing what happens when we get riveted on something that's interesting to us, isn't it? It really and truly is, and I find leadership to be something that affects us every day of our lives, throughout our entire life. Mm-hmm. I have to share just a really short little uh, story with you. When you mentioned the whole leadership starts even when you're, when, you're, when you're a kid, you reminded me, Sharon, when I was a young kid, like in, oh gosh, I, I guess it would be middle school, maybe late elementary school. We lived in this cute little subdivision in northeastern Oregon, and I would get these great ideas that I wanted to go out and make money. So I'd gather all the kids in the, in the neighborhood, and I'd explain to them that we were going to go knock on doors, and we were going to see if we could wash people's cars and rake leaves for money. And I don't remember them saying yes at all, but what I remember is that we would go down the street in a band, and I'd be at the front, and I'd knock on the door and ask the homeowner, could we wash their car or break their leaves? And we must have been either very cheap or endearing in some way, because they almost always said yes. But I have this one. Isn't that a, just a wonderful memory? So thank you, Sharon, for restoring that memory to me. It was fun. 
Oh, you're absolutely uh, welcome, and it is fun. I think I think my, one of my first things as far as that sales and door to door was probably making pot holders or selling Girl Scout cookies to make more money uh, for different things that I wanted, and my parents, you know, kind of encouraged the entrepreneurial spirit in me. Oh yeah, it's it served me well in life too. It's I've, I've been a good scrapper in my life. That's it's helped me. <laughs> Well, it you know, it, it does. And I think the more that we help kids right from a young age recognize their leadership and all the things that are possible and looking at their imagination and then taking action on those things uh, and what are the elements of leadership that they can continue to grow and expand upon throughout their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Um, and, you know, part of that is, of course, the motivational piece, which I want to get into next. I know that's one of your, your main areas in which you are, you are a, a, an acclaimed expert. And I, I love your book, Life Snacks, 50 Tasty Motivational Messages. And then you have Soothing, Satisfying, and Simple under there. I kind of wanted to spend a little bit of time in this first segment um, chatting about some of the things that I took from that book. And maybe we can kind of talk back and forth about some of the things that you really wanted to convey. But uh, motivation has been an interesting topic for me for years. It certainly is very important in the world of work and leadership. So... Um, the first one that I wanted to say, you got 50 of them there, but the first one that obviously spoke to me, Sharon, no surprise here, given that the name of my show is working on purpose is purpose. (laughs) That's one of your, your, your 50 areas. And what I wanted to say about that, that I have found so interesting and in terms of my research and what I find when I, whenever I do the kind of work that I do around management consulting and organizational development is when people do feel like they have a purpose in their work and their lives, you know, they're so much more energetic, they're so much more focused, they can persevere. Um, they, you know, they're, they usually oftentimes live longer. I think it's just such a fascinating, important part and element of motivation. So that was one for me that was, that really resonated, Sharon. What about... And I'm delightful. Uh, I'm delighted that it has resonated. And that's the purpose of each of those, Elise. To be honest, they are short, sweet, and easy to, to digest, but sometimes... We don't have the time, nor do we want to go digging, reading chapters and chapters to get to some meaty things that we, that can inspire us and can, that we can incorporate into our everyday to make a difference, not only in our lives, but the people's lives who are surrounding us. Hmm. I like the way you've organized the book. I mean, you've got it set up so that you know your table of compliment, com- contents. You've got all of your all of your um, motivational messages lined up here, and they're each on looks like one page each. And I think that is just you're you're so right. Nobody has time, at least immediately, to be able to sit down and digest 300 pages, but they sure can digest a few pages at a time, and if they want something in particular. So I like the way you've arranged the book too. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, do you have any other favorites that uh, are part of uh, that you, that resonated with you? Well, another one, of course, and this can't be super surprising, is just engage, right? So, one of yours is is engage, and I've spent the last, oh, I guess, probably ten years of my life, in some form or another, working in professional and organizational development, and so much of it has been around employee engagement and engaging oneself within your career. So for me, that one obviously also spoke very, very loudly to me too. And um, finding unique ways to enroll people into a mission or a project, if you're a leader, in a way that individually activates their strengths, their talents, their ideas, you know, I think is so important, so powerful. And I think some what I've seen, what I've witnessed, some of the, the best leaders do that really, really well. They don't just you know, wave their wand across the way and, and expect everybody's going to engage on the same level. They understand that they, in order to be able to activate each human being, they really must do so on an individual level. So that one spoke to me. And you are so right. Well, you know, when you're engaging people too, people learn differently as you're engaging them. So as you're, you know, whatever you're doing, people learn through tactile experience. Some people are more visual and some are more auditory. So as you're looking in whatever we're doing, since we all learn differently, it's important to kind of engage people using those different modalities as well because that's what's going to help their retention. Mm-hmm. You know, just this morning for the work that I do here at Insignium, I was doing an interview for, it was a cult, it's a cultural assessment kind of a project that we're working on for a large organization. And part of that, of course, entails interviewing various people within the organization ahead of the work to understand kind of what's going on in the organization, general views, et cetera. And one of the things the gentleman said, which I thought was so interesting, is he said, 
um, we were talking about, you know, how would you get recognized within the organization? And he said, you know, it's not so much that I really want to be recognized per se in the organization. I don't want to be trotted across stage. I don't want to win a, you know, a bunch of awards and have that all be public. What really motivates me and causes me to engage is when I know that I have met or exceeded my own standard, whatever that might be for something that I'm working on. And I, I thought that was one that he was so crisp about that. And two, that he could, he could tell me that in relation to how, how, you know, what would get you recognized I just thought that was quite fascinating. It really is. And, you know, it's not ourselves, our names, or certainly not our titles that are going to be recognized or remembered. It's just as this gentleman had said to you. It's the legacy that we leave, and not everybody leaves a legacy, but let's all hope that we leave. You know, I'm hoping that I leave a legacy of caring and trying to grow, uh, working to grow leaders in leadership. And I know you're really leaving a wonderful legacy, but it's about our actions and the things that we do to enrich people's lives, not only now, but paying it and moving them forward. You know, along those lines, Sharon, something that I I have found endlessly fascinating, probably a lot like your fascination inquiring into leadership the last 15 or so years is my inquiry into around people, how people experience meaning in their work and certainly what it means to their sense of self or identity. And what I've learned is that there's an incredible wide array of the kinds of ways that people experience meaning and they value those experiences and meaning elements differently over others. I mean, some people really don't care about legacy. They really, it's not on their radar or, or maybe they've not learned to value it while others, they really prize the notion of being very, very competent at what they do, feeling like they're really good at what they do, that they're always polishing their craft. Um, there are others that, you know, really, really value the relationship connection. You know, all this stuff I know, but it's just mm-hmm. so much fun to talk about. It's so much fun to talk about. Absolutely. You know, and I guess what, you know, some of it comes down to, and I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more, is confidence. I mean, one of the things that we can really work to build with everybody, it doesn't matter if you've got a child, if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you've got staff around you or people just in your circle and wherever they are in your circle, is to help build confidence and build self-esteem. Because those are such great gifts that you give to people in every capacity of their life. Because when people feel good about themselves, they'll work a little harder. They believe a little bit more. And they'll take those next steps going a bit further, a bit farther, and a little faster sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I know that, when we're talking oh, about ahead, life Sharon. snacks, you've got your favorites. Of course, no surprise, mine is number one, which, of course, when I laid out the book, I get to put them in the order. But my favorite is compliment because, you know, a compliment is always in style. It fits every age group. It doesn't cost any money. <laughs> and it's something everyone loves to receive. So as I tell people, give them all the time to everyone and anyone that you see because, you know, when you Give sincere compliments, given or received. They build trust. They enhance relationships and friendships. I completely agree with that. And I want to go back to one thing that you just said there on confidence, which I know is your number 36 uh, motivational message. Um, I, and some of the work that I've gotten to do over the years, part of it does get to, a lot of it has been around leadership development and helping leaders become better and more effective leaders to bit more deeply engage their talent, get, get them to perform at a higher level and keep them. And one of the things that I've, I've, one of the classes that I've taught over the years is around conflict resolution. And the idea is, is that the leaders help their employees be able to identify and resolve their own conflict. And most people really are bad at that. They just don't have skills for that. And so back to your point about the confidence, when a leader can help coach and grow someone to the point where they are more empowered and able in their own life to develop that confidence, it's incredible when it, when it comes down to engagement, development, um, loyalty, trust, all those really you know yummy words that we associate with really good leadership. And they're really vital. You know, one of the key things, uh, and I know we'll get on further into leadership, but since we're just kind of grazing it now, is so often people think of leadership as being about a position of power. And yet mm-hmm. that can't be further than the truth. Leadership, really great effective leadership, is really about empowering others, which goes to as we were just talking about, building that confidence and giving those like the little engine that could, yes, I can. 
and you know that my whatever my role is, it makes a difference in whatever capacity or whatever stage in life that you're in. Mm-hmm. And helping Absolutely. people say, I will, you know, I have the confidence to make a voice to take that step. That you know, I, all of us have such great meaning in life, and helping to build people up is something that we really need to do a much better job of in every capacity. Well, and that reminds me, another one of your motivational messages that I love, and I've kind of already alluded to it, but it is enrich, you know, so we're kind of talking about that when we talk about building and developing other people. But I also love the notion that inherent in that in helping others um, make their lives and work around them better, um, there is a servant sort of leadership role in that that I really, really love. So that's another one that stood out for me, Sharon, that I was like, yes, yes. I mean, all of them are fantastic, but there's just a few that like, those are the ones for me that they'd be high level, high prize. So purpose, engage, and enrich for me were the ones that stood out the most. And I love that. And I absolutely love hearing from people who have, you know, purchased and read the books or in, um, and they'll email me or they'll send me, oh, this is my favorite one. I just got one last week from a woman who said plan for her has changed her life. She said, mm-hmm. you know, plan today for your tomorrow ahead. And I, you know, it goes into a lot of uh, some suggestions. And she said, I do those. I, you know, pack my lunch and I plan and I've got a, my plan of action and I've got everything packed in at the door. And she said, I go to bed so much, you know, more relaxed because of all the things you've suggested and they're so easy to implement. She said, you know, why I didn't think of planning. And she said, but it has just inspired me to look at life in a different way. Mm, I completely agree with that, and I want to share something about that when we get to the break. Believe it or not, it's already time for our first break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Sharon Burstein, a recognized authority in motivation, professional development, and leadership image. She's the author of Life Snacks, 50 Tasty Motivational Messages, and What's Your Leadership Image? Create Excellence and Lasting Impressions. We've been talking a bit about that first book, the, the Motivational Messages book. After the break, we're going to get into leadership and then later on communication. Stay with us. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Sharon Burstein, an award-winning author and one of America's most respected speakers in motivation, professional development, and leadership image. She has trained and spoken to thousands of people of all ages, students, and adults using her training and leadership methods. She joins us today from the Albany, New York area. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. I wanted to say a little bit of something about what you mentioned about planning before we go into the the leadership image stuff, Sharon. I just it, I totally resonated with me and. Um, the company that I work for, um, Insignium, we have this thing that we that we adhere to. We teach it to our clients, and we we also adhere to it for ourselves. And it's called mission control. And the idea is is that we literally account for all of our. We make a list of everything we have to do and handle in in a day, a week, a month, whatever. And we literally go into our calendars and we chart out when we're going to work on those things. I mean, by the hour, by the half hour, by whatever the quarter hour. 
And that process really lets you be incredibly productive and effective. You're, you know, you're accountable for your time. This, at this time, I'm working on this blog or I'm going to call this client then or whatever it is. Um, it's incredibly effective. So I'm, I'm with what you just said about your last um, person that has really been moved um, by the plan motivational message. Totally with her. Well, glad to hear it, you know, and it's so true. The more organized and more planned we are, the more planning and organized we are, the more successful we all are. You know, I know that's probably not going to be music to the ears of the people that are more um, adaptable and like to kind of go with the, with the, with the flow sort of thing, but <laughs> that works for them, but it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, you know, but establishing a goal is great. But without a plan of action to support it, you know, at least it's really difficult to achieve. So as I always like to tell people, you know, start with a good attitude, be flexible with your plan, but firm with your expectations for success. Mm-hmm. You have to know what your expectation is for success, and that's what you and your company also do, and you know that you're going to be successful, and the more you plan, and it can be simple steps. It doesn't have to take hours. You can do them, you know, short, even one, two, or three things in your plan, but it starts to set your mindset in action. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then you can grow it from there. The, the important thing in planning is not to have so much that it, you get bogged down. And so often I think people do get bogged down in these myriad of these big, long, convoluted plans. So they're not setting themselves up for as much success. So sometimes small steps, baby steps to success, as long as you're taking those steps and those actions in that positive direction. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, all right. So for the next part here, Sharon, I really wanted to spend this next segment here talking about um, your other book that you've written, What's Your Leadership Image? Creating Excellence with Lasting Impressions. The first thing I want to ask about that before I, I really want to make sure we give our listeners some meat here by talking about some of those 10 key elements that you write about in that book. But first, why did you write the book and what were you really hoping to get across to us? Well, I really wrote the book because I really felt that people, you know, I really wrote it to inspire and help people understand their leadership and leadership image and better understand who they are. Um, As I like to say, to thine own self be true. You can't lead others until you really know who you are and believe in yourself. And when I'm training, we go through a series of uh, exercises, actually, and your leadership image, Elise, you and I can't copy each other's uh, leadership image, and nor can any of the listeners on your show copy their, somebody else's leadership image. Each of our leadership image is unique to us, just like your DNA, my DNA, your DNA, and your leadership image is really inside, outside, top to bottom, inside, outside, and all around and it has to fit you. So really, I find, again, that to be an effective leader, you need to know what your skills are, how you perceive yourself, and it goes back to that thing that we were talking about before called confidence, because when you believe in yourself and you know who you are in all of your elements and you know your leadership image, you'll be able to be more effective not only as a leader, but you'll also be able to be much more effective uh, in uh, your own life. And no, they don't happen overnight. Uh, but think of it, think of your leadership image like losing weight. Sometimes you have to do the time, the exercise, and really get at it. It doesn't happen overnight. But, you know, everybody has had leadership skills quietly developing all of their life. Not all of them may have been nurtured or surfaced or integrated, but, uh, you know, as we say, the more that you read uh, about leadership image or get engaged in one of our workshops, you'll be uh, building greater knowledge for your own leadership success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love being part of um, the intervention process that helps facilitate that. I, I love that aspect of what I get to do. I just love it. So... 
Um, well, let's get into this. You've got key, excuse me, 10 key leadership elements here. And curiously, I, I, I'm just noticing this for the first time and looking at your book, that they are arranged via the acronym leadership. So each one, you've got it set up so that there's an L word, there's an E, A, D, et cetera. So talk with us, if you will. I want to I give the listeners a little bit of, of uh, some of the message that you've got here in this book around these, these 10 key elements. Uh, well, that would be great. Uh, we can uh, take a look at each one of them. So each one of them stands out certainly alone, every one of them, whether it's, and if you want, do you want, we could go through them all individually and then go back, um, or we could work it either way. But each one has their own elements, but then they all feed and develop into, let's think of them putting those ten, if you will, on a wheel. So, and with each one of them being cogs on the wheel. So we can look at each one as an individual element or cog, but then as we start to integrate them, our objective is really to move that wheel, which is our own wheel, a little further, a little faster, and grow it from being smaller to growing in size and gaining momentum throughout our careers uh, and our lives. So the first one uh, is uh, a wonderful uh, word called learn, and we should never stop learning. You know, some people think, oh, I've learned it all, or, I, you know, I went to school and I'm done. And we learn every day. I mean, one thing that I love to really work with people is try to learn one new thing every day in some aspect of your life, because knowledge is really a great key. It's when people stop learning, think they know it all, and usually it's a defense mechanism. But the more we learn, the more we know, the more that we can apply to our own lives and help others. So what I like about that, real quick, just to weigh in on that one, Sharon, of course, learn, I'm, in terms of Gallup Strengths Finder, it's my number three strength. So of course I like this one. But what I like about what you're saying there is if we, as leaders especially, can incorporate a mentality or like this is, you know, this is like a, a charge of the day that every day I will set out to learn something new. I, I just think that's incredibly powerful. It, it, it really is. And, you know, just, and what I also like to do is at the end of the day, I like to reflect back before I go to bed at night. Not only have I planned for my morning, but I like to reflect how my day was and what new thing did I do. Um, I have my own personal tagline, which we'll get into in a little later. But, you know, and I will reflect from my own mission and my own tag how that related to my day and what did I do. And uh, you well, no surprise, my tagline happens to be, create excellence with lasting impressions, which is right below the title of uh, the book, What's Your Leadership Image? And so for me, it's what did I do today to inspire myself and others through my actions that create excellence with lasting impressions? And I'm very conscious of that. And so speaking of that, Sharon, I just have to call out what, what, what title you have for yourself on your business card. And I think in LinkedIn, that should delight our listeners. And tell me if I've got this right. Chief Encouragement Officer, CEO. Is that right? That is absolutely true. Uh, I love that. that I just love it. <laughs> well, thank you. Because you know what? We all should be encouraging people. And I love being the chief encouragement officer. People say, oh, it's the executive officer. And it's like, no. You know, if you're at the helm, you really, it's all about being encouraging and full of enthusiasm and passion. Because if you don't have those, you can have all the knowledge in the world. But if you don't help others with that encouragement, and that enthusiasm, then it really isn't going to inspire people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so thank you right. for recognizing that. I I love to find humor, and you know, when there's people say, "Oh, that's kind of fun," and it's like, well, it's more than fun because really, that's what we all should be: is really encouraging and helping not only ourselves but others around us to be the best people that they can be. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So in our short segment here, I don't know how many, many more minutes we have on this segment, but I want to make sure that we give our, our listeners as much as we can. So I know your second um, leadership um, element is enthusiasm, which we've just talked about. I don't know if you want to say more about that. but 
Uh, well, I know we're kind of a crunch for time and we want to get through all 10. So, yes, enthusiasm, because you have to inspire people. And then your enthusiasm needs to be, you know, you have to have an attitude worth catching. And you know, enthusiasm like is part of it. And if you're drone and you're monotone, you could have a lot of knowledge. But you're not going to inspire people like, go team, you know? When have you ever seen a winning team on the field, either working individually or as a team, without tremendous enthusiasm? That's what you're trying to build, is a can-do attitude. I love what you said. Have an attitude worth catching, Sharon. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, that's going to be definitely a social media push-out for me. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> you're most welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, a is for action. What's the deal Mm -hmm. on action? Well, action is what makes it possible. Anybody can have an idea, but an idea is only as good as its execution. And what does that mean? You can have, you know, or making a decision, a decision. Think of a D, that line comes straight down. But when you start to bring that A word, that action, that takes that idea or decision and gets it moving. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I had that great idea. I've had that idea. It doesn't work. Well, what did you do to move it forward? Oh, nothing. It was a good idea, though. <laughs> and it's like, well, right. life is about action. So I like to think of action as kind of like um, innovation, innovation in our imagination and quality. So I like to think of those as my your, your IQ. You can have imagination and quality and putting that into action, that's what really moves us. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I'm, I have many executing um, strengths. In other words, so action, activity and action is really important to me. I'm governed by the need to, to finish things. So I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a beginning line and a finish line. And there's some right. space in between. So you've got to take action to get from one side to the other. And as I like to tell people, you know, with the action, it doesn't have to be leaps. You don't have to be like Superman and leap tall buildings with a single bound. You know, you can take as long as you are taking steps, moving forward. Sometimes we'll take a step sideways here or there. The important thing is to not fall back. So go up the ladder a little bit, keep moving forward, incremental you know, slow and easy to the path to success, because that's what you're looking to do is take action to build to success, not taking a ton of action and setting yourself up that you don't know where you're going and something happens and, you know, and you fail. But if you do fail, it's better to fail and take action and learn from it than not to take any action at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say probably that many people, that some of their biggest regrets have to do with not taking action in a relationship, at work, in life. I, you I, will I, never know how awesome you can be unless you take action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Works for me, Sharon. Uh, we got just a couple minutes left here, so let's hit D for dedication next if we can. Well, you have to be dedicated. I mean, you can't just try it once and say, oh, well, that didn't work. And it's like, you need to be dedicated. Think about what your plan of action is and keep moving it forward. Be dedicated to yourself and what you set forth on your plan. Be dedicated. Be a dedicated friend. Be a dedicated family member. Be dedicated whatever you are going to put your effort for, whether you're a team member on an athletic team, a chorus. It doesn't matter whatever you do whatever organization or whatnot, be dedicated. Have dedication and see it through. Believe in yourself, have confidence, and be dedicated. Keep moving it into action, and you can start to see as we move down through these that we're going to, you're hearing me use some of those same words that were up above because they are all individual, but they all then all start to pull together as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have loved this interaction here, Sharon. We got to the first four of, of your, your key elements here so that our listeners get a flavor of what it is, what your book is about. And they, I think hopefully that's uh, a good bit of information that helps them move along in their own journey and makes them want to learn more. So it is time for our next break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Sharon Burstein, who is a recognized authority in motivation, professional development, and leadership image. She's the author of Life Snacks. 50 Tasty Motivational Messages, and What's Your Leadership Image? Create Excellence with Lasting Impressions. 
After the break, we're going to get more into communication and connection in relation to leadership. Stay with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Sharon Burstein, who is an award-winning author and one of America's most respected speakers in motivation, professional development, and leadership image. She has trained and spoken to thousands of people of all ages, students and adults, using her training and leadership methods. She joins us today from the Albany, New York area. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. Before the break, we were talking about some of those key elements in leadership that you've written about in your book, Sharon. And next, I want to get into such an important key area that I know is also near and dear to your heart as well as mine, and that's communication and connection. So important. You have a whole chapter devoted to this topic as well. So why do you think it's so important to leadership? Well, life is about communication, and we need to be effective communicators in order to be effective in our life and our leadership. And there are so many ways of connecting. And, you know, we have verbal connection, we have listening connection, technology. And I don't know about you, Elise, but as technology is how we're both communicating now, but so often I find, as long as we're talking about communication, technology can be our friend, but it also can be our enemy. And I find in the communication role that so many people these days in many capacities are losing their ability to communicate because they're relying on social media as their way of communicating it rather than developing personal relationships. And life and success and great communication is really about affecting and developing effective relationships with people in all aspects of our lives. So when, when I think about really good communication, I, I, I come to, what comes to mind is like a really, really um, wonderful, intimate conversation, you know, whether that's somebody at work where it's really personal or whether it's a friend or whatever it is, where there's a real exchange of understanding and you move, motivate and inspire the other person to a new understanding or of new possibilities. And there's just a really, really rich connection that is the result of that communication. To me, oh, and that's so true. I mean, my preference always will be is a face-to-face meeting. Is that if I can meet with people, it's all about life. Is about connecting, Mm -hmm. as I like to say. It's not introductions. It's connecting. Communications is connecting with people. And if you can't connect personally, then certainly uh, by the telephone and speaking with people, whether it's you know Facebook, Skype on a phone is great. But so often people say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I've got email or Facebook friends or I message people. And it's like, well, that's one aspect, but that's not really developing relationships. Yeah. And the other specific thing about the communication domain for me that I, you know, both of us work with words. You know, you, you've written a couple of books. I'm writing a book. You speak. I speak. There's, you know, the way we use words is so important. There's, 
we are meaning makers as human beings. We create meaning in everything that we do. It's not just there present. We create it. And I know for us at Insignium, language is, is really special for us. I mean, it's it what it's what allows us to be able to imbue situations with meaning. And so the the words that we choose and how we choose to convey them is so critical to how we show up in the world and how we occur to other people. And so I was curious, you know, just would love your perspective and how you, when you think about how people choose words, how they convey them, how do you position that in the work that you do? Well, it's interesting because there are two things that I talk about always when I'm uh, working with people, and there are two things that once used, you can never get back. One of those is time. So I always tell people, stop being procrast- don't procrastinate, take action, and that's what we were talking about before. If you just think about it and you keep wasting time, that's time you'll never get back. The other is our words, and actually, whether we verbalize them or once, and that's just the part with social media, it's bad enough, you know, when we're saying something encouraging, that's great, but often people will either verbalize or through an email or a message or a letter, communicate something in a way that probably is not appropriate or not sensitive. And I always encourage people that if you're going to compliment people, go right ahead, But if you're going to send something, verbalize it, or if you're going to send it in email, which will live forever, or in writing, which then also has a very long life, really think about your words. And if you're going to be saying or expressing something in any capacity that could have any negative connotation, lots of times I will advise people to sit on it overnight because it is amazing how you may work to rephrase those things or take those words back if you give yourself a little time and don't put a lot of emotion into it. Yeah. Because words can also be very misconstrued. Sure. Especially if we're, you know, when I, what first came to mind when you said that, Sharon, is when we sometimes, well, we are all human beings, we have heartbeats, emotions, et cetera. When we are responding to something with some emotion, it can be really hard to make sure we've got that under control to convey the right message that we want once we've worked through those emotions. So, so important, especially as a leader. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, so how you express those is, you know, you just really need to be very, very cautious. And, you know, when you're communicating people, I always tell people, you know, pay attention also to the words you use, not using a lot of slang, using proper sentences, and not be monotone, but you want to be, you know, really communicate with that person and really work to communicate on a personal level. One of the things that Make that that connection. Yeah. And along those lines, one of the things that I certainly over the years that I've been working in leadership development and and organizational development, and I know it sounds like such a simple, easy word, but I just think it's so simply elegant. And that's just simply authenticity so that your words and your actions match. And so what I've been able to see is that when people, with leaders especially, when they can really show up and let others see them for who they are and they speak with that voice that lets others just kind of see into their soul a little bit, it's just so incredibly effective. And it's, it can be very vulnerable to show that much of yourself. But to me, when Absolutely. I think about yeah, but you know, good communication, communication is not just what we verbalize. It's the whole package. Sometimes people can say all the right words, but, you know, if they're slouching and they don't have eye contact or they're showing arms crossed and uh, hostile behavior or they're looking at their toes, that's all about communication as well. So remember, you only have one chance to make a first impression. Regardless of how you're going to make it, you have one opportunity. So make it count. You know, well, think about that. You know, stand up straight. How yeah. you look and how you present yourself and verbally and all of those things, all of it counts. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that. You're right. You know, you get one first impression. And then when we do have to, when we haven't set a very good first impression, then we have to sort of dig ourselves out of the ditch, right? And it if can you be can. hard. Right, can be hard to do that if we have to come back and say, look, I didn't really mean it, or this is who I really am, and can I start over again? Uh, I, leaders have to do that all the time, of course. Um, but you're right, one first impression would be is the ideal way to go. So, uh, you know, but how we communicate is 
it's extremely uh, important to to all of us. And I know one of the other things that I talk about with communication is the skill of listening. Mm-hmm. Listening is probably one of the most strongest elements that we can talk about in our ability to communicate. All of us are very good at verbalizing, but most of us can all learn a lesson in listening. Learn to listen and listen to learn, because you will always learn much more by listening than talking. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. And here's another little interesting tidbit. Did you ever ponder that the word listen and silent share the same letters? Oh, that's interesting. I certainly haven't, Sharon. That's cool. So uh, it's a little thing. There's something that I call um, in my book what I call the 95-5 rule. I wanted to ask you about that because it stood out to me. What is it and what does it mean for leadership? Okay, with the 95-5 rule is you know who you are. And instead of like, you know, being a bulldozer and going into some social event and saying, hi, I'm Sharon Burstein, I am the president and CEO of, you know, or at least, you know, and telling them all about you, you already know about you. You're, I, the whole reason when you're meeting somebody is to make a new connection. So I call it the 95-5 rule, is learn everything you can about that person. Get their name, their title. Learn at least three things that you can learn about that person, both professionally and personally. And then when you get to know them more, you can talk about how you might be able to develop a further relationship with them. So it should be, I call the 95-5 means it's 95% about the other person and 5% about you. Okay. And when you're in those types of social situations, I like to encourage people to also try to make 10 of those connections because that's what you're looking to do. In 95.5, I want to learn everything I can about you because also lots of times, have you ever noticed also whether it's a sales pitch or it doesn't matter what life is sales, but when somebody is trying to pitch somebody, they'll go in like a bulldozer and it's like, well, do you even know what they want or what they're doing, their time frame, their budget, what their goals, objectives are, what their business is, how many layers, people, all of those things. And you don't get that from speaking. You learn that from listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think so that listen- is what I call the 95-5 rule. Okay. Well, I can tell you, certainly for me as a researcher, and even just this morning in the conversation, I'll have one in the afternoon as well, um, you know, the art of listening really well so that the person feels really not just heard, but also seen, understood, right? I, I just think it's such a powerful skill to develop in life. It truly is. It's one of the most effective ones that you can because you, when you learn with people, you can really then go, when you bring your 5% back, and it's with knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then you can really connect and communicate more effectively in every capacity, whether it's a personal relationship, a new relationship, whether it's a colleague, whether it's part of your leadership team. And you are always going to learn more when you sit back and listen. Yeah, you may not I agree. always like what you hear, depending right. on the circumstance. But that's sometimes what you need to hear, and it's often the best way to move forward. So I encourage everybody to really take that 95-5 rule and apply it in your life. And you will be astounded how much more you learn. I completely agree, and of course I applaud that as well. Uh, We're already almost to the end of the show here, Sharon, if you can believe that. I want to make sure... Isn't that crazy? It just evaporates. Um, I want to give. I want to address something you also mentioned in the book, and that is how people perceive you as a leader. So, if in maybe just a, two minutes or so, can you kind of help us understand some of the factors that contribute to how people perceive us as leaders? Well, uh, how we are perceived as leaders again, it goes to uh, inside, outside, top to bottom, bottom to top, and all around. You know, as I talk to people, your leadership and your leadership image combines your soft skills and your hard skills. 
So some of your soft skills would be, you know, poise, confidence, communication, attitude, language, behavior, motivation, you know, talking about, uh, as we talk about, uh, how do you stand, how do you dress, speak, the types of words you utilize and such. Then we look at other aspects, which would be more of our education and uh, some of our different leadership traits. And some of our key leadership characteristics include um, our style, dress, behavior, speech, relationships. And when we work to, um, when I'm working together in workshops or in the book, we talk about leadership and leadership color characteristics, and we kind of go through a variety of these and the different types of characteristics of each and put them into different colors. And it's really quite interesting, and its simplicity amazes because you will find that once you have identified through going through a very easy but a process of what color your leadership image is, you will find that not only do you become much more effective, but you find that you understand other people around you and how to more effectively communicate with them as well. No, it's so great to have you talk about that. It's ongoing and it's growing, and so it doesn't stop. And the leadership image you have now doesn't mean it's the necessarily the image that you'll have all your life because just as we continue to grow and expand in our knowledge and uh, in our personal and professional lives, your leadership image will continue to grow and expand with you. Mm-hmm. And it should grow and expand with you, but it will always be just like your DNA. It will be unique to you. I know, appreciate so some that, Sharon. We're factors almost factors out of time. Sorry about that. I just want to make sure and, and, and help, help our leaders understand, our leaders, our leaders in the audience understand that those factors you're talking about, so helpful that you were able to delineate those. Um, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today, Sharon. Great insights. Love your, your, your enthusiasm, your, your energy, your style. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Elise. It's been a delight being on your show. Uh, if you want to learn more about Sharon Burstein, please do visit her website. It's SharonBurstein.com. So it's S-H-A-R-O-N-B-U-R-S-T-E-I-N.com. Um, what a great conversationalist, Sharon. Subject matter expert in leadership, positivity, communication, motivation, all those things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, I appreciate that you were able to share with us some of the things from your book, your books, I should say, um, and lend us this last hour. So as you all like to, as you all have heard me say before, many, many of the other shows that you may have heard me say is remember that work is at least one third of our life. So let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at six p.m. Eastern Time, three p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.